Welcome to Open All Ours. I'm Chris Charles and I'm joined by three fellow QPR fans tonight. Uh, we have QPR season ticket holder Johnny Mack making his hat-trick appearance, is it? Hello, yeah. How are you time. doing? You okay? I'm very well, how are you? I'm, f- I'm, f- I'm fine, I'm afraid we haven't got a ball or anything for you. That's a shame. Um, but we'll try and organise something for next time. Uh, we've also got Loffer Word Supremo Clive Whittingham, whose football match I believe has been called off tonight, so he's had to se- settle for second best. Exactly, this is why you don't see me anymore no football Mondays I believe the landlord of the crown saw you quite a bit on Saturday though I can't confirm or deny any reports last seen heading to Bahamas on a yacht (laughs) on the back of that Um, and last but by no means least Paul Finney you alright yes very well I saw we saw signed a player called Finney the other day we did, uh, yeah, and it's great because I'd love to get a sh- one of his shirts if he's got the back of it because it would be a dream of mine to play for the Rangers. Yeah. Um, but I, I promise not to let anyone down and always give 100%. Um, <laughs> no yeah. relation. It's quite then. weird, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's, it's such an unusual name. It's such a stupid name. But anyway, welcome to QPR, Mr. Finney. <laughs> Are you going to thank him for everything he's going to do for the club? Uh, it would be awkward, though. I mean, can you imagine if everyone starts thinking Finney's a wanker? What, you know, which <laughs> Don't one? they sing that anyway? <laughs> which, Maybe that's where I can they be? Can they be? Can they be? You know, sh- just, I thought you just, weren't going to swear tonight. Oh yeah, <laughs> 48, 48 seconds. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> he's, he's, he's trying to compete with the sending off. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, uh, get these bits out of the way first. You can follow us on Twitter at QPR Pod. Search for QPR Podcast on Facebook, and listen to old episodes on QPR.co.uk. Tonight's beers were paid for by Daniel Walters, who went onto our website and clicked the magic button, apparently. Thank so you, big man. Thank you, Daniel. Um, okay, Paul, we'll start with you. Uh, there's lots of times I've walked into the ground this season and knew we were beaten before we were started, but uh, Saturday seemed to be sort of the opposite, really. Do you think we've got our Rangers back? We've, got, we've certainly got our mojo back in a lot of ways. We've got Rangers, you know, it's, I'm not getting carried away, but I'm booking tickets for the European Cup final for you. Whether <laughs> you guys want to join me. But it, it, listen, I think it, it, had, it had to happen. I think the board were right to act when they acted. How long this will last, who, who, who knows? But let's freaking enjoy it. It's so nice to see smiles on faces. Everyone enjoying themselves. The mascots looked happy. Everyone looked happy. There was a buzz back at the place. And we got a penalty within how many seconds? I mean, you know, we used to be, and not being funny, I used to time our shots by when I'd come back from the bar at half time. So you think, first shot, go to the, you know, and I think the, it, it, was, it, was, it wasn't the most basic fundamental thing in football is to play people in the right positions. It may help. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. And I think, and I'd said on, on Twitter that we'll see a different Washington than we did, but Paul to school, was I the only person who thought that was like Gary Bannister in his prime, the way he stuck that away? Absolutely superb. Yeah, and the, I mean, yeah, no, all of that, but the, the atmosphere, I mean, I, I was sort of near where they normally sing anyway, but it's, it felt like the whole ground, or three sides of the ground, were I even bouncing saw at one stage. Did you? Seriously, he got up, he was given it properly large, I tell you. Well, Bertram was joining <laughs> in uh, by the dugout, wasn't he? Did you see that? Well, I can't see a dugout from my No, I mean, I, I saw it on the, the TV later on, but uh, Sky went to, you know, went to Loftus Road, and there he was on the dugout joining in with, with the final. But you would, when you, if you're a Rangers fan and you're on the bench, you, you would join in, especially Captain Jack. But can you, <laughs> uh, can you think of any other manager who's joined in, joined in the singing of songs while the match is going on? I think that's... Well, apparently when, when Steve Gallant and Mark were at the club um, at West Brom, they both joined in there as well, so... Yeah, it must have been a real buzz for Bertram to have his name being sung round the ground again. Sad point is he's come off Twitter. Has he? Yeah. Okay. No, he's, been, he's been on there a little bit today. Uh, he said the other day we tweet as much, which is sad because it'd be great to have an assistant manager who tweets, sings, and picks a team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, he's supposed to be back on here in December to finish his stories, but I'm. Yeah, I doubt that's going to We better happen. hold him to that. Yeah. We better hold him. But do you know what was really good about Saturday was unity. It seemed that everyone was back as one. Last few, the Brentford game was a disgrace. Rangers fans should never fight each other. That's a disgrace. But it was proper unity, you know. You got. We've just got to hope that it lasts, hasn't it? Because I mean, I'd take all that as read that it was going to be like that on on Saturday. Let's mm. see, you know, if results go awry and and whatever sort of later on. Let's see how it is. Because a big part of Holloway's success here last time is that he pulled the whole club back together, the whole support base. That was a massive part of it last time. So we've all got a part to play in this being a success again. Um, Saturday, I just I thought it was amazing that. You know, in one week, he'd recognised 
a formation, a system that gets everybody in their correct positions and keeps Cherry at 10. Because the problem that Hasselbank seemed to have was that he thought that Cherry had to play at 10. You know, he's our best player and that's his best position. And that subsequently meant that about six other people had to be played out of position. Mm. And Holloway turned up, trained them for a week and was like, no, play like this. You know, that's Lynch's best position and he's been playing at left back. That's Anua's best position and he's been playing at right back. It's Perch's best position at wing back and he's been unhappy at right back. Cousins has been right wing and right back. He was back in his best position. Luongo's been too far back or too far forward. He's in his best position. And we had two up front, which is Washington's best position. And Cherry was still at 10. Um, So, you know, it's like, why didn't we think of this before? What is this sorcery? But when you saw the team sheet, when you're in the pub, presumably when the, and I know the ritual, when the team news gets read out. Yeah. um, I mean, I saw it, but I was scratching my head trying to work out exactly where everyone was going to play. No, I don't go well only because I've been told slightly ahead of time that, okay. that that's what the set, that's how they were going to set up. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it was a difficult one to call, but it just looks so naturally. It's such a shame that Robinson can't get fit for any mm. prolonged period of time because he was fantastic in the first half, and then you know off he goes again because he is absolutely perfect for that role as is Bidwell. And they, it, they're both out, which is a, is a real shame. His throw was amazing. I haven't seen a throw in that accurate since I left Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting all weekend for getting that one. That was, yeah. that was high well, it's a, It was a, a bit better than Fitzhall's long throws, wasn't it? it was the the yeah. long throws that no, or Jets as well. You know the long throws that weren't long throws. The only thing I would, like, the only caveat to put on all of this is that they had ten men for the whole game. Um, they are a good team. Like they only lost two of their first fourteen games. They're in the Premier League last year, but they are on a bad run. They haven't. I think that's six now without a win, during which time they've conceded 15, 16 goals. Mm. So there's, and there's obviously something going on at Norwich because Houlihan and Jerome are widely considered to be not only their best players anyway, but they're certainly their best players this year. And he left them both out. Yeah. So when you suddenly, when your form suddenly goes from two defeats in 14 to no wins in six, conceding goals for fun, random players being left out, that suggests that there's something going on. And they only had 10 men for 90 minutes. And we still only beat them two one. We were hanging on a little bit at the end. Mm. If Hasselbank in a parallel dimension where Hasselbank is still in charge, he would be getting pelters for that. People no, we'd would, have lost. We wouldn't have won with Hasselbank. Where we wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> th- th- there is that. But if that had happened, if we'd only just beaten ten men two one with Hasselbank, plus it was a Holloway substitution. He admits himself that caused a lot of the problems. Taking Luongo off. like just killed the possession in the middle of midfield. Sandro's legs went as they always do. You know, we sort of died on our ass. In the Why last did he take him minutes. off though? Is it because of the whole international break thing? I mean, do you think he was he, he was knackered or was it? No, I think it was. He brought Shadipo on for good good intentions to stretch yeah. ten men further, keep stretching them wide. And Shadipo didn't have a bad game, but you took Luongo out the middle and we stopped passing the ball because yeah. it coincided with Sandro had played for half an hour and was knackered because that's all he can play. Yeah. Um, to, be, to be fair, Hull did a better job in that position when he pushed up. Exactly. And, you know, I think he'd, he'll have learned a little bit about that. You know, if you take Luongo out of that midfield, midfield, it does tend to stop passing. So, Johnny, you were there on Saturday, I take I, it? I was there. Yeah. I was, I was. Uh, you enjoyed it? Uh, I think for, yeah, I mean, for the last 15 minutes, I think it was a bit squeaky bum time. But yeah. um, I think for most of the game, yes, to Clive's point, they had, you know, 10 men. And at times, you know, we made... You know, ten men look a little bit like hard work, but I think there were so many positives. And for the week that he's been there, the change, the, you know, the, the subtle changes in play. So you could see for the goal that, were, you know, when the midfield got the ball and the defenders got the ball, the forwards started running to create space. I think there was so much backwards and forwards across the defence under Hasselbank that we didn't sort of sit on the ball particularly too much at the back. Yeah, we tried to pass, but we moved it wide. I thought Perch and. Um, uh, Cherry down the right hand side in the second half were fantastic together, and you know as, as you already said, the guys down you know both wings were, were were stretching the play. They were getting it wide. There was a lot of crossfield passes, you know round pegs in round holes. Cousins for me, who I haven't I've only seen the home games this season, not wasn't really sure what sort of player he was to be honest. But you know seeing him in in a more you know natural position, you know he looked good. Yeah, yeah. Good, Cousins is the most damning indictment of Hasselbank from yeah, the guy. I thought he was a, not only our best signing in the summer but just about pound for pound the best signing that anybody in this division made to get a player like that for only just over a million quid I thought was just an incredible signing and then to waste him as we have done I yeah. thought, you know that was that was one of Hasselbank's biggest mistakes so it was nice to see him in his 
correct position. But, but, even, but even with our squeaky hours, 15 minutes, the one thing that I think we had more than I've seen all season is we had belief and they looked like they were enjoying themselves and the players were a lot more... I mean, Lynch just took total control of that back four. Mm. How good was it. Lynch? Yeah, yeah, he was great. Just, just a, just a presence alone. I mean, when your man tried to kill him, yeah. You know, how the hell he managed to get up from that tackle? I mean, your man's been sent off. That well, was a I think disgusting if he, challenge. We, the yeah. general opinion around us was that if he hadn't already sent an orange player off, he would have yeah. sent that last But the rules that he should have got, it was a shocking yeah. challenge. I mean, regardless of anything, that was just outrageous. But how he picked himself up, you know, and, you know... And the other thing that we did really, really, really well is we were actually doing short passes, movement, off the ball... We were killing Norwich for 15 minutes. They could do not you, live do you with think us. the way we play? Because there was a lot of, I noted, a lot of balls going from, you know, across the pitch. Um, and Cousins was, you know, swinging balls you know, left and right, as well as, you know, Luongo, whatever. But that was, I think, partly due to the fact that they had 10 men and we were trying to create, you know, create the space. Holloway likes space. that sort of, that's, that's one of his... But also but the dangerous we, we, corners. But we always, oh, I mean, the de- delivery were great from dead ball from corners. We looked dangerous at corners. I think a couple of times the delivery from, I know we're saying Lynch is not a natural, you know, left back and he's filling in there, but he got round the back and the quality of the balls probably could have been better once or twice, but we did look dangerous going forward and, you know, we did create chances um, and I think just moving the ball forward quicker made yeah, made a difference. Hasselbank's idea of sort of planning attack seemed to be, to me, having watched it over over a year, get the ball into a vaguely dangerous area and hope that it becomes yeah. dangerous simply by being there. With no sort of idea of, well, how are we going to bring the ball down in that area? And once that guy's brought it down or flicks it on, who's going to be there to pick it up? And how are we going to get men in that area? And I, I watched Middlesbrough-Chelsea um, on Sunday and Middlesbrough play almost exactly the same way. Everybody behind the ball, apart from Ramirez and mm. Negredo, and put the ball into the last third and just hope it sort of becomes dangerous. And it's no coincidence that Middlesbrough aren't scoring any goals either. So that was ch- mm. that's chalk and cheese. On Saturday, we not only got the ball in the right area, but it was Poulter there, there was Washington mm. there, there was forward. Cherry, there was yeah. overlapping wing, yeah. uh, wing runs. Like None of that under... It was like, right, when we've got the ball, get it up there. And, you know, maybe it'll just become dangerous because it's in the vague vicinity of the goal. You've got to have more of a plan that, you know, Hasselbank, for such an amazing striker as a player, I always found that that yeah, really odd. Because I doubt when he was a striker, he would have wanted to play in our team, no. play in that way. No, I mean, it's very noticeable. I mean, most of the teams that come down to Loftus Road this season, you know, you, you just saw how quickly they broke compared to the intensity of the attacks. We were just static. And uh, on Saturday, the first time, really, I mean, maybe the, the Leeds game, I suppose you could argue, it was a very poor Leeds team we were playing. But it seemed like... the every, Well, that's how they were down to 10 men, because we attacked right from right from the first whistle. But also we were throwing bodies in the lane as well. It was back to that. I mean, the only thing that was missing Saturday was Gina Padula taking corners. <laughs> it was almost... And you can see... You, you, listen, you know what you're going to get with Holloway all day long. You know you're going to get the belief, the pride... And playing for the show, like you're going to go to Ipswich and not be intimidated. Where I think Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, his theory of football is, we'll let them go one up and then we'll try and equalise. That was his attack plan. Sometimes I think way too defensively, and it was it was it would have emptied the ground for next season. Seriously, people had enough. Well, it of was empty in the ground. Yeah. yeah, you could see it week by week. People yeah. people drifting. It was boring. I mean, the the big thing from Saturday, even with the last 15 minutes of terror. Yeah. You know, at least it was interesting. Mm. Like I've been sitting at Loftus Road this season a couple of times, turned to Trace next to me and said, Yeah, it's only twenty minutes gone. I feel like I've been sitting here for hours. And Saturday's game zipped by for me, even mm. the last ten minutes. That's true, it, was actually. Terrifying. it actually at least yeah. it was entertaining and interesting. You know, if we're not if we're not gonna be one of the great clubs that wins trophies, which we're obviously not, at least at least make it interesting. I have to say, I have I take my my two boys. I've got a thirteen year old and a and a ten year old. And I have to say, this season I've actually felt sorry for taking them and putting them through, um, you know, what has been played on that pitch. But this weekend, I only had my oldest with me. But in the second half, there's some bits of skill that Cherry did in front of us. You know, trying to nutmeg people and you know, right on the byline. Did you see the no look pass? Whoa! And, and that was. Uh, and Alfie, who sat next to me, I've never seen him so excited. He was, you know, like literally bouncing out of his seat when he saw the skill, and that—that's the just the you know enthusiasm of, of uh, that you need from the from the supporters that's been been lacking. So, and that's what makes people want to go, and that's what makes makes people want to support the club. That's what makes people, you know, pay their money to go to the turnstiles. And you know, now I want to, you know, on a Saturday when it's um, 
you know, when it's you know game time, I want to go. Yeah, well, I was having the same thing with my daughter. I was I actually to the point where I was saying, look, you don't have to come, mm. you know. And, yeah. and I spoke to the guys around me, and, and the last few weeks, it, 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 you've turned up because you because you have to. Yeah. I mean, that's that's it. You, you you've been seeing QPR for years. That's what you do on a Saturday or a Tuesday night, or whatever it is. But it did feel like a chore. And it and, and absolutely. And I don't know. I, one thing I thought about Holloway, I wondered whether all the play, you know, whether the players, the younger players particularly, who wouldn't you know have any idea who he was unless they'd been watching. Um, Sky Sports would be actually, you know, would think, Christ, who is this guy? Are they going to buy into his philosophy? But they, they did look like a, a team that had had the sort of irons taken off them. I mean, if I need to say this, a mate of mine, Alan came down with a wee lad, and they come down from Stoke most home games. And you see the wee fella was starting, not lose interest, that's the wrong thing to say, but it, it, it's hard to, you know, but apparently he was buzzing, you know? Well, you, I mean, you know... The, when we go away, like yeah. me and my group, there's, a, there's like six, seven, eight, nine of us going away from home all the time. This year, it's been hard to even raise one because, <laughs> like, it's not that we don't want to go. Funny that's me, Clive. We do. I'd have helped you. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, do you no. want to go? Do you want to go to Preston or wherever? Well, not to watch this, but uh, you know, Saturday. Go and watch some well, Huddersfield away. This is no word of a lie. I found a pub that did gluten-free beer, and I was contemplating staying in the pub and sh- shagging off the game, like mm. which I've never in my th- thirty-five years of watching this club would have dreamed of doing. Huddersfield away was what the first time I really, th- I sort of really had doubts about Hasselbank because he actually came out after that. I think we'd played poorly the week before. You know, get so many poor performances they all get lost in the ether. But he said he said that the first half at Huddersfield was much more like it. And I thought we were absolutely. Jesus, di- really? I thought we were absolutely diabolic. I sat there in that first half at Huddersfield. Going, this is a question of how many Huddersfield win by. And he came out afterwards. That was another thing he did a lot of. I mean, I don't want to sort of be wise after the event because I still. I mean, we've essentially sacked a manager for doing what we asked. Mm. We are in the middle of the championship. We are giving youth teamers a chance. We have cut the wage bill. We have sold players. You know, there was a big talent drain. All of that. And he's had a lot of his key players injured, particularly a lot that he signed over the summer. So I'm not being wise after the event. I wouldn't necessarily have sacked him. But that thing he did after the match where he would just trot out a stock phrase Mm. and you think, were you actually... Were you at that match first and foremost? And if you were, is that what you're aiming for? Because if it is, that's a problem. But but I think... You know, you talk about managers like losing the dressing room. I think he clearly still had the players, but I think he lost the fans. And I think actually, when you lose the fans, mm. that's probably yeah. I think that's more damning than the dressing room. I think he lost the players as well. You can I'm see not so sure. I no. mean, that second half against Forest, it did look. You know, I mean, I wasn't there. You guys were there, but it, but by all accounts, it looked like the players were playing. for I him. think the players absolutely gave 110. percent I've mm. seen lost dressing rooms before. I mean, you maybe know better than me because you you know you you talk to different people to me, but. Those players looked like they were absolutely yeah, like kitchen sink for him mm-hmm. right to the end. Include like you say that second half at Forest with yeah. ten men battering away. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he lost the dress. But if you lose the fans at QPR, yeah. like you say, I think it is important because the chairman, for better or worse, listens to everybody on social media. And if people get on at him for two or three weeks, that's why he signed the Finney. <laughs> no, I don't think oh, maybe maybe they not lost. Well, actually, I think he had, but I think the dressing room was frustrated, playing in wrong positions. Oh, you would imagine they were uh, frustrated, and yeah. you could see that on Saturday because Washington was. I'm not just saying that because everyone thinks I'm bad because he's, he's played for one. I'm not. No, I think but, you're right. He's a different player, absolutely. But, and so yeah. was Poulter. Poulter was doing yeah. a lot of good stuff on Saturday that he wasn't doing before. He had a lot more belief in himself. He's all been told by Holloway, "This is what I want you to do." His touch was better. His movement was better, and also he was a hell of a lot more dangerous. But I felt that. I saw some of um, Holloway's press conference or interview, the first one, I didn't see all of it, but he did talk about, you know, coaching and, you know, move the first pass, if it, you can get it forward, move it forward, and it, you could just see that. Yeah. And it, it wasn't rocket science, and I think he gets a lot of criticism for, you know, being tactically naive or has done in the past, but I think, you know, what he showed on Saturday, just by some, you know, minor tweaks and things that everyone has probably been saying and seeing for the last, you know, four or five months, um, was, you know, was obvious that he's, he's been well, doing the right thing. I, bet, I, th- I reckon Bircham's probably had an influence in, in that as well. Mm. Yeah. I think the question is, look, to your point, it was the fir- you know, we've had new manager bounce, I think, for the first time for in the probably time, yeah. the last yeah, ten absolutely. managers, which which was great. And to your point, can he, you know, what happens in the next game and the next game and the game after that? Well, the so, thing I was thinking, I mean, mm. Holloway, I think, he, number one, I think he's developed a lot and changed a lot his style yeah. since he was our manager last time. But secondly, like everybody thinks of him as sort of jokes, mm. 
pride in the shirt. You know, that's what you think of when it is. You do not get QPR promoted in the circumstances that we did. And Blackpool into the Premier League, mm-hmm. one of the most remarkable mm. things, probably be, only Danny Wilson's Barnsley is a more remarkable promotion than that. And then Palace as well, admittedly coming in on a good Dougie Friedman team, but still got them He promoted. came in in the November though, didn't he? So it's not like he was coming in in March. Over the line. No, they beat exactly. a good Brighton team. And you don't do all of that telling funny jokes. Yeah. Well, right? there was a really There's good, much more to him than that. There was a good post on your very site, actually, which I, 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 I liked it so much, I uh, copied it out. Uh, it's from Roller, his name is. It says, I thought that the way we... I'll be billing have... you for this later. <laughs> I thought the way we effortless, effortlessly changed between formations was outstanding, starting with three at the back before pushing Hall up into midfield in the first half, then playing at 4-3-3 at times in the second half. Not bad for a tactic, tactically inept manager in a week. Great to play with a handbrake off. And I thought that summed it up quite nicely. Yeah, he's not tactically inept. No, I don't think... I think, I think with, as I said last week, Holloway would inspire you to run through a wall to get milk for him. You know, he's that sort <laughs> of person. And he will carry that on. Now, the interesting bit will be... Next season, because I, I actually think we'll now go on to win the next four or five games. And I said this, I said it at Manchester. He did say it, yeah. Because he will, that, that squad needed such a, it just needed a spark. There's always that wee spark that squad needed to kick it. I'm not getting carried away. I don't want to, listen, I don't want to get carried away either. But I'm looking, I looked at the games that yeah. we had and I thought we'd beat Norwich because of what's going yeah. on at Norwich. And you, you look at what's going on at Ipswich, unless they sack McCarthy this week. Wolves, not a good team. Rotherham. Not a good team. So, <laughs> like, I mean, unbeaten till Christmas. You heard it here yeah. first. Oh, my days. Bloody hell, mate. So do you think the trip to Ipswich is going to stick with the same formation? I.e. Is he going to stay with two up front or is he going to go more conservative? Well, I don't think he's stick with the same formation because I don't think Robinson will be fit if okay, it is a yeah, hamstring. No, yeah. And I don't think Bidwell will be back. So he will have to change that. I think he's being fit. OK, well, is he, is he going to stick with an atta- attacking formation? He did well. He didn't before when he was here. I know, but that and he said himself, "I don't mind counter-attacking away from home. It's at home that you need to be on the front foot." Yeah, so maybe you... not. But look, at, I mean, I watched a bit of Ipswich Forest on Saturday. They're in a bad way. Like concede, yeah. concede after 17 seconds, they can't defend. You know, chuck a bit I'll of caution you, to the wind again. I tell you what, he won't do. He won't drop someone who's just scored, and that's a positive. Yeah. Well, so, that, was the, that was the sports science thing again, wasn't it? This idea that you had to have trained with the first team. You have to train with the first team all week or you're not getting picked. So Connor Washington, who was our man of the match at Fulham, gets dropped the week out, well, two weeks after because he's been away on international duty with Northern Ireland. Like a flight to Belfast in yeah. 20 minutes as a sub knackers you out for the following game. Like, he did do some odd things. Are we, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, all that's been said now, um, you know, about Hasselbank, about Holloway, uh, I, I take it we're all agreed that it was right that he should have gone when yeah. he did, are we? Clive, well, I'm putting you on the spot here. No, everyone go first, because I'll say no and be I, contrary I, about it. I <laughs> think that if we stuck with it, it, w- it would be hard to persuade people that he actually had a plan and where that plan was going, because it was empty in the ground, people were fighting with each other, and it would have made Tony Fernandez very unpopular. And Tony Fernandez does not like to be unpopular. He likes to be popular. And Tony's thr- thirst also likes a scapegoat other than himself. Yeah, and his thirst to be loved, it made absolute sense to bring in Holloway, who will make the fans love Tony, who will get everyone on board, who will get everyone unified. Um, it's a no-brainer in that direction. Whether it's the right thing to do or not, May will tell us. But you haven't got a crystal ball. But I do believe the players, we would have been sucked into a relegation battle. Johnny? I haven't given it much thought, but I think if you look at the timing in the year, and I'm not suggesting that we've got money to spend in January, but it gives you know, a new manager you know, a good month to see you know, what squad he's got. Does he like it? Does he want to make changes? Personally, I think we've got a decent squad that we're not filling, fulfilling their potential under, under Hasselbank. Um, so I'm not sure that we're going to see you know, too many additions um, come January, but I think it gives him the opportunity. So timing-wise... I think just the fact that the fans were very despondent and the performances were very substandard, it was, it was the right time. And I, I, you know, I, I want stability, I don't want constant change of managers, but it, it was just getting to the point where something had to give. If the performances started to improve, then you know, he should have stayed because, to your point, it's, it looked like he had a plan, but because you know, it, it was just you know, flatlining, it was, um, it was the right time for me, I think. Well, I mean, I wasn't... I wasn't Sure, like when he went. I mean, I thought if he was going to go, it'd be after the Brentford game. I was a bit. The timer was a bit. Well, he strange. basically did get sacked after the Brentford okay. game. Okay, but they thought there's an international break coming up. 
We've never ever won at Nottingham Forest. That's a bit of an unfair. But, but what game. I mean is, but it, I think they, they he he was gone after Brentford. Yeah, but if we'd have won at Nottingham Forest, that he couldn't have gone then, could he? I is think they would have done anyway, unless, really? unless we'd won. From, from what like from what I've heard and whatever, unless we'd won four nil, okay. sixty four gun salute at Nottingham Forest, then he would have been gone anyway. But the uh, point I made is, mm. I know we we finished very strongly against Forest, and by all accounts, you know, there was only one team in at the end, but because it's Hasselbank, would he then have uh, just gone? resorted back to what he'd done before exactly we came out of Forest and that last half an hour is exactly what we should do two wingers loads of crosses loads of attempts on goal we looked great but you just knew that you would come back for that Norwich game and it would be back to one up front and punting it long exactly so was it the right decision Clive? well yeah clearly it is yeah. Clearly it is because well, I think time will tell. I don't think it's after well, one game, but I, but I, I agree the change in just you know mentality. Well, if of you think the is... team just needs that little bit extra, that we have the ingredients to be a decent team. By decent, I'm not talking playoffs because I don't think we are. But top ten, you know, then it is. It's the perfect appointment, the perfect time. But what I would say, and it comes to a point that you've made a couple of times about what do we actually expect to this team, and what does the club expect to this team? Mm. Because I think they lay down a sort of expectation and a remit, um, which is completely different to what the chairman and the owners actually, they want to be back in the Premier League as soon as possible, regardless of cost, regardless of how we do it. They just want to get back up there. So they say all of the because if you look at the things that they've said, Ferdinand Hughes, Hasselbank did everything. He did everything they wanted. Mm. Players that were sold during Hasselbank's time, Austin, Phillips, Fur. Green, green yesterday, by the way. Absolutely yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Might, do, might do that as my R's end. Just laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, big earners and big players all left under Hasselbank's watch. Wage bill down. You know, didn't made a profit transfer-wise? Definitely did. Phillips, what? five million. Fur, five million. Austin, four and a half. Yeah, but you could, you could up, but then we, we promote youth teamers. They said promote youth teamers. He but did. We spent three mil on, on Washington. We, we spent, we reinvested a lot of that money, though. A lot of that I don't think we reinvested anywhere near as much as we got in. We got 15 million for three players. We haven't spent 15 million. No, no, but what I'm saying is if we were in the Premier League, we would have still spent highly. I mean, in championship yeah, yeah, terms, yeah. we still spent a lot of money. It wasn't, it wasn't chicken feed, it wasn't free transfers and kids. No, but we, we made a profit during Hasselbank's time. Yeah, he's done that. But I think. We asked for youth teamers in the first team, mm-hmm. they're there. All right, we asked for championship consolidation. We're nowhere near relegation battle. No, you say like we, we may are... have slipped in. I think we may have slipped in as well. But at the time he was sacked, we're not. But so what... they did every he did everything that he was asked, of, but it was boring. But so is that cons- now an extra sort of caveat on top of it? That wasn't we... consolidation for the first season though? I mean, I'm, wasn't it? Won't be more edging towards playoffs for this season? Well, I got, the, we I got the impression. I get the impression that next season, which is the last season, okay. of the parachute payments is the big one. When I asked, Les said he wanted to finish sixth. Well, this is the thing. Publicly, they only ever basically Lee Hughes has bought this thing from Burnley, where the only if you ever ask them publicly on the record, what do you expect or want? They just say we want to be competitive, and that's all Burnley ever okay. say as well. But just you know, but I, I mean, I do think that it was boring. He should, you know, yeah. But, I, but I, what I, could he have done differently? Sorry, Chris. What what what, what could Hasselbank have done differently to save his job? That's a plan of attack, something other than you there know, you nil nil is always a good result. You saw on Saturday that was a very rudimentary plan of attack, but it was more of a plan than we had before. Like I say, it just I mean, the games when Connor Washington played up front by himself which was often, you know, due to this sports science thing that House of Bank invests everything in, was often a midweek game, mm. you know, because someone had played on Saturday and therefore couldn't possibly play on Tuesday. So, you know, Poulter played Saturday, he has to come out for Tuesday. So it was often a Tuesday. It was often away from home. Brighton last year, Leeds last year, I think. We start with Washington up front by himself, knocking it long, isolated straight. Like, more of a plan than that. He could have done that better. Yeah, I mean, it didn't look like he had a plan B, let alone a plan A. Um, I, th- I think the problem was as well, it's, it's hard if you're a player to keep playing in different positions and have faith in yourself. Your head's going to drop. And especially when Washington came back from the Euros when he was a, must have been buzzing a wee bit to get out there and play against the best in Europe, then to come back and find yourself on the bench playing alone with no support. And that was the thing that got me, is that a lot of teams we were playing weren't up front. We could have quite easily played the wingers and killed them. You know, Love to throw this a small pitch, as Gallon always said, and, and, and Lee Cook said as well last week. You know, we can get behind teams quite but easily. It's, it's even simple. when he played with three strikers, because clearly towards the end of his tenure at the club, there were, there were games where I, mean, I couldn't understand, I couldn't see how we were ever going to get 
all those three guys playing mm. together. And at times, they were all on the pitch together. But even when they were, we looked so disjointed. And yeah. they were all either out of position or doing different things. And Washington was out on the left. And, and you had you know, Poulter and Silla up front. And it, it, it just didn't feel right. Just the whole, let me, the whole let me stick up for him again as a, as okay. a, as a final point. Because I, Which is fair enough. But all of, the, sorry, all of those points, all very valid. But at the end of the day, if you're not satisfying the fans on the pitch... It, you've got it, no chance. Once yeah, you've, exactly. Yeah, comple- particularly at QPR, yeah. like I say, if the yeah. fans have gone... Yeah. And if the fans have gone and they're not supporting the players in effect, then the players' heads are going to drop. The players are going to be terrified of making a mistake. And the whole thing... It was but, only going to go one way. But what it was I never think, gonna, in my opinion, it was yeah, only going to yeah. go one way. No, I completely agree. But what I worry about is in three months, if it's not going overly well for Holloway, people will be calling him Hollowhead. People will be yeah. saying it was a sycophantic appointment. You know, yeah, oh, hope without a shadow of a doubt. They'll be kicking th- off again, and we have we have to do our bit. Like that's what I. But at I the think start people would show. rather see us go down fighting than, than you know like a limp handshake. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't agree. I say if we're losing every week, people won't care whether we're trying hard, whether we're doing this, whether we're doing that. So if not Holloway, and if it wasn't the, the, the best appointment, as you know, people, some people seem to be saying, who, who else really was no, there? No, it's the perfect appointment. It is, it, I, I mean, I feel that. The thing is, I got in trouble last week because I went on Twitter and people were saying this about the fans were doing this, the fans were anti layers, this and that. I was like, I don't think it's that bad because I judge it. It is. Yeah. There's, then I saw your article and then someone sent me something on Facebook which was disgusting and vile. And you kind of think, Jesus, I never thought of... It, maybe it's blindness. I don't want to advance me that bit because me, we've always given people a chance. We've always, always thought that, you know, we'll, we'll give people a chance. We're not impatient. We're not spoiled. We're not, like... We're not stamping our feet with it. Um, for, the benefit, for the benefit of people that may not have seen that... Okay, sorry. Um, there, was a, there is a Facebook group, a QPR group, where someone had put a picture of Les Ferdinand and Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank up and said, if you only had one bullet, who would get it? That's oh foul. And, there, were, and foul. there was nearly 50 replies to it and I think only one of them said something along the lines of this is a bit dark everything else was could we line them up and it would go through one into the other could we do this could we do that I'm all for you know or is it just that's, that isn't or no there were, mate, are, there were 50 are, they, are these kids or no the guy that started it didn't look like a kid I'm, mate okay you know I'm not, not that I'm saying I'm not, that. Having, either, I'm not having that sort of thing dismissed as like pub banter or you know no and it's, that's, that's, that's absolutely disgusting that's the sort of thing we associate with the people down the road absolutely uh, agree it is that bad and for like I say for Holloway to work this time we all have to come together and stop doing shit stop being such nasty pricks to each other but then I mean if you look at in, the, in the ground itself I, I think we, the fans gave Hasselbank a fairly good ride all things considered because only, only that though. very last home game there was a, there was a few mutterings from the, from the Q block or whatever it was the R block uh, a, a quick chorus of, of uh, you're getting sacked in the morning then they were shouted down by everything else so and then they started the, fighting with each other. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did, okay. Here's another one. Did we give Ben? Have we given Ben Gladwin a fair run as a support? No. Player? No. 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 I think ben Gladwin gets booed onto the pitch. How many starts has Ben Gladwin actually made for us in 18 months? The answer is six. So after six starts, we're saying that someone that used to play in non-league and was bought from Swindon, we've written him off. He's crap. So interestingly, he's, he was the one player when he was played out of position more centrally. I preferred him playing more centrally than mm. uh, than out on the wing. Does that mean that for Les Ferdinand these days would be bombed at a QPR after three games, possibly? Exactly. Which is ridiculous. Exactly but going that. back to your point, I mean, the thing is, I mean, I, I didn't see those Facebook things and see them in the end, and I think that's quite sad, and, and it's a sad thing to say. By all means, we've got Les Ferdinand, Ian Holloway, Mark Bircham, Lee Hughes, um, the cleaner. Everyone's got... A, it's fair to ask sensible questions and have debate yes. about things, but insults and bullets, behave yourselves. That's just, that's, that's something, as you say, belongs down the, the swamp. Yeah. Nothing to do with us. And also, you, if someone said that on Facebook about Holloway, he will be at the front door the next day. I will guarantee it. And sorry, sure, it's just, it's not it's right. Well. It's, it, it, it should. <laughs> sorry, but the, the, the other thing as well, going, going back to that, is that, you know, why is. Twitter and Facebook at times so bloody aggressive these things it's like you're not allowed to have a different opinion these days but you you know come on the fight in the Brentford that was vile I mean we shouldn't turn on each other that's and we, it happened on the Jerry Francis if you remember as well we lost to Preston I think we got yeah. five and then we got Dumber Wimbledon and who and who came in as manager after that and pulled it all back together yeah Ian Holloway so we all have to do our bit now because it's a massive part of what Holloway will do he'll want everybody you know it's our cave 
all the there's enough enemies and challenges and good teams out there, mm. you know, without causing our own problems. But you know, this booing players on, booing our team during so the I match. I don't get that. But the thing like, is, just this, this sort of uh, you know social media world, Twitter, it's created an impatient generation. If things aren't you know getting getting done within six games and they're going to start turning on So when I was a kid going to QPR away games like the rest of us sometimes I just hoped it would be less than four yes you know well that's what I mean it's uh, people haven't seen that they've seen us in the Premier League uh, they want us to be back there straight away whatever happens and if if we're not doing well on the pitch that could take years I think to be fair to the supporters they're used under this chairman they are used to four consecutive bad performances and bad results means the manager gets the sack so when that so when that does happen everybody's like or he's going to get sacked. He's going to do, you know. So people are used to it, and that's that's the club and the owners' fault. But some of the stuff that goes on is not right and needs to change for Holloway to work because it's a big part of it. So what? So what is success for Holloway this season and the expectation for for next season? And you know, do they? Does somebody come out and try and set those expectations now, or do we all argue about actually what success and means? Is Tony Fernandez is answer to that different to who's and Ferdinand's answer to that and different to the supporters Every, answer to that because I think it is everything, everything at QPR whether you like it or not is depends who's who's in Tony Fernandez ear at the time is how we yeah. will develop a yeah. manager and where we will go so it depends who Tony lends his ear to at that time I personally think we've got to give Ian at least a year and a half because if anyone can sort this mess out it's going to be him where do we need to be in a year and a half for you to say he needs another year just in a year and a half, it'd be nice to see the youth team sort of out. It'd be nice to see results improving throughout the club, um, better atmospheres, people turning up to away games, expecting a game, not, not expecting to lose, um, and bringing a feel-good factor back, and then you go forward from there. Now, what, if we're, what if we finish next season, 15th, 17th, end of the, end of the parachute payments? But, but the thing is, Clive, going back to what you were saying, it's all very well us sitting here now in what, uh, nearly December saying this, but the club will say something in September. Come October, they'll completely change their mind, and the manager's going, "What the?" I don't do think they do change their mind. I think the the club sort of start off. Hughes and Ferdinand are basically running it, and then it gets to November. Season ticket renewals are coming up. Premier League television money's there, and Tony says, "That's all well. well the and, that's all well year, and isn't it? The parachute runs out this year. So no, next year. Next year. So we've got another year. Personally, I don't think we're anywhere near ready for the Premiership, as in no. even the playoffs. Or anything. And I. Don't want to go through another season and get embarrassed and half and half scarves. That's too much for me. So <laughs> let, let's just, this time next year, pushing for that sixth spot and, and, and actually just having a QPR that we can be proud of again, that we know is going to leave its soul on the pitch. I agree with that with the Premier League, but in terms of the, I mean, the parachute payments, the payments are, are so big now, is it worth doing a yo-yo and going up there for a year and then coming back? Oh, down that's the thing. If we went up, this theory goes, if you go up, don't buy anybody, lose every game, yeah, and come back with 120 million in the bank, which is basically what Burnley did. They've built a new training ground. But you just know if we did happen to squeak up this year or next, <laughs> buy some Make hook another or crook, move for Chris Samba. We'd just spend yeah. 120 million yeah. quid on a load of players yeah, but how and ma- come ha- back in the same state. Yeah. We don't have the best luck either, let's be fair. How many people lose a training ground because Heathrow want to build a new runway? You know, all, it could only happen to QPR. You know, we haven't got our own training ground. There's a lot of up and down about the actual new ground and if that's going to happen not going to happen so there's all these things going on in the background but maybe for a season the club should focus on the training ground and getting things right on the pitch and then all will take care of itself in a couple of but years I time. think they do I think they have been doing and I think Tony turns up in November and basically says that's all well and good lads but Premier League's where it's at for, for June and Air Asia and whatever so sack this bloke we'll be having another guy by the way whoever wrote the article I don't know if you've seen this Chris and, and uh, the other two I've got <laughs> Clive Johnny Johnny, yeah. Yeah. Johnny. I'm Thanks, nearly Dave. 50 guys you know we're totally to my age um, thank you Ronald um, <laughs> did, you, did, you, did, did you did you see that article like the um, Save War and Farm group have put out they make it sound no. like like Darth Vader it's shocking it's the, like the only thing you need to know about the Warren Farm Group is in one of his. Um, are you talking about the Save Warren Farm Twitter account? Have you, it was, it's far. I mean, not far. The only thing you need. To, the only thing you need to know about this is in one of his weak moments, late on a Friday night, uh, possibly under the influence. And we've all been there. Certainly, I've been there recently. On the, you know, my phone should come with a breathalyzer, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> sent a load of like, come on, Brentford. Pro, like, I come on. the fuck uh, it was a really? Brentford fan. He's a, Brent- he's a Brentford fan. He's a Brentford fan. Yeah. Oh, that's, all need. that's all you he need. He's a Brentford fan with a lot of time on his hands. Okay. He's, he's probably going to win. They've got another judicial review now. No, he... I think QPR will just be like, 
is this worth the hassle? That we, so I don't think we'll get it. Now. All he needs is a picture of Satan in blue and white hopes to go with that, and he's well aware. He made us sign so vile. It's and a Brentford it's so fan with some legal training and a lot of time on his hands. And he's, money. And he's a gobshade. There you go. Now, personal opinion. <laughs> Not that of the podcast. <laughs> We've spoken about Holloway. And I haven't got any money, you can't sue me. We've spoken about Holloway already. Um, <laughs> but the post-match press conference, anyone catch that? His interview with uh, Radio London, I think it was. Um, Two questions in 11 minutes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we had some made-up words, related, lefter, Mr. Sir Leslie Ferdinand. Uh, went off on a Wayne Rooney tangent. Talked about a badge burning a, a hole in the players' hearts. That Wayne Rooney thing was amazing. Yeah. They were like... So why did you win the game today? He did two minutes on that. Yeah. Then suddenly went, why are we giving it to Wayne Rooney for about 30 seconds? Then another two minutes on our game. And that was it. I mean, I, I urge anyone who hasn't heard it to... He, he described the old badge as too spangly. Uh, He's and, got and, a point. And, he, and he had to compose himself pre-match because he didn't want to look like a blubbering weasel. <laughs> I mean, that's why, I mean that, that, that's why it's a good appointment. It's put a smile back on everyone's mm. face. And like you say, I know if we're 16th, 17th this time next season, it could be a whole different story for everybody. But short term at least... He's lifted the club off its knees and, and, and he's put a smile back on the face of everyone. But not being funny, like, to have a 45-minute press conference before a game and not actually talk about your opposition is bloody amazing by yeah. anyone's standards. It's all a stick, mate. That's what it is. Mm. And it's exactly what we need because we had Mark Hughes's oh. meticulous approach to the business of meticulous. winning Premier League football matches, quote. We had Harry Redknapp's, you know away games in the Premier League are bonus games we, we you know we'll live and die by Loftus great strategy that mate we had Chris Ramsey you know oh I think he's good in the job he's in now but wasn't good as first team manager sort of quiet reserved we're gonna that was quite dull as well and then we've had Hasselbanks it is what it is it is nice to, yeah, to have, you know someone with a bit of life about it. but it is all a stick the classic quote from Holloway that everyone quotes back to him is the bird in the taxi thing yeah he hates that mm. one because it's you know a bit chauvinistic, but two because it was actually done to cover up. No, oh, yeah, Clark Carlisle's mm. redescent. Yeah, into Kevin Gallon touched on that last mm. week, didn't he? But it's all a stick. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, but the thing is, at least we've got someone who actually cares about the players who will go out of the way to distract and do absolutely, that. yeah, and that's what you need sometimes. Great strategy. I mean, you think about it. I think I said last week when we were in um, Division Two, as it was then, we had so much press compared to every other club in that league. It was mm. amazing. Even if we finished mid-table, doesn't matter. He got. He knew what he was doing. He got people focused back in QPR. And we became trendy for a while. People forget that. There's people coming over to get the buzz at Loftus Road. The, the feel-good factor was amazing at Rangers. We didn't care if we won or lose. It was about our, our cave, as he would say, and everyone felt part of it. It but, was a shame it tilted off at the end. But if he can bring that back for a couple of seasons, by God, it'll be worth the season. He's not an idiot, me. as I said. No, absolutely he's far from no. all of this, he's not an idiot. No, Which, and people need to judge him by you know, results. And and you know what goes on on the pitch and where we are and where we are on the table and you know as well as as you say and I think all of that coming together with pulling everyone in the same direction which you'll do from you know top to bottom of you know to be the fair club, though, is is recipe for improvement and success. Yeah, I don't know why anyone thinks he's an idiot. He's clearly not an idiot, and anyone who's comes in really sort of knows that he's not well the British. accent is part of it let's face it I think that, that probably doesn't there's help. nothing wrong with the regional accent <laughs> no I didn't say that I'm hey. not saying it personally but uh, London centric media that's what this is it was a wee bit that wasn't it <laughs> it's a bit like Les Dawson when he used to play the piano out of tune you've got to be a very good pianist to play a, to play a whole song out <laughs> was of it, tune was it him or Eric Wilkham said I'm not playing it right, I'm just not playing it in the right order anyway. yeah yeah, something, yeah that's, that's pretty much but what I did like also where in, the, in the sort of one minute 30 seconds where he did actually mention the match he did. He did. He did admit that they'd made mistakes. That there was mistakes made in the second half. He mentioned nervousness of players. Mentioned the confidence and 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 basically said there's a lesson there. You've got to press the whole time. Whereas Hasselbank would not have, have, have admitted to any shortcomings. Another big thing about Hasselbank was he talked so much about that high press that he wanted it to the point that he released two players who we all hold very dear to yeah. our hearts because they weren't good enough. He said to do the high press. I never saw that high press from Hasselbank's team. I saw it on Saturday. I saw Washington and Poulter mm. giving it big leads. Yeah. That was high press. Why did Hasselbank not do that? He said he wanted it. He had the players to do it. 
Mm. You know, he released Hill and Follin. Why did it not happen? Just just a point on. Um, we mentioned Sandro very briefly early on, and and I think through the, towards the end of Hasselbank, there's a lot of people calling for Sandro to you know come back, you know come back into the team. And when he played in the cup, he you know, I didn't see the games, but um, you know, by all accounts, got a lot of praise. And I. Not a big fan of Sandro, but actually quite impressed me when he came on. He was a cool head on the ball. He, you know, he he played the simple pass. Um, he broke up the play. He made one or two very clever balls, you know, forward as well. Um, and again, is is this? Are we going to see more of him? Do we think under Holloway, you know, clearly made the bench and certainly I thought, you know, justified, you know, a, another look. And I know the club is trying to offload him, but. Does he and, and we want to move forward and maybe he's not the right player to move us forward, but you know, do we want to see more of him as well? Key thing is we can't afford him. So if if we can get rid of him in January, we absolutely have to get rid of him. You can't be yeah. a championship club. Yeah. Of our his salary is but if you've got him, surely you play him then if you're playing that. Well player. that would be great. If you know, if he was fit to play every game and fit to play ninety minutes of that game, which that would be amazing. Won't be. But he won't be because he came to England in two thousand and ten and people think he got this bad knee injury at Tottenham like three years into that and hasn't been fit since he wasn't fit before that he's never once played more than 25 made more than 25 appearances in a season in this cut he's never once played 50 percent of the first team games he should have been available available for in this country i mean without getting into the stuff about the fact that he's clearly not 26 or 28 or whatever like <laughs> whatever sort of nonsense that is he's clearly not that he's not fit to play so the problem you have with him is if you start him, you already know that you've got to make a sub after an hour. So, you know, what if we've gone down to 10 men? What if somebody's got injured? We know after an hour there's a player that's got, that's, that's got to come off. Mm. So, and is, you also so is he know, the guy that sits on the bench and shores things up? No, I, I mean, think he's the guy that we don't pick at all and we bomb out. And that's, I think that's what... I think the, tr- the trouble with Sandra is just his appearance for you alone when he comes on the pitch is two-player salary. It's colossal. Uh, and, the that's, deal and that's on, your the problem. Deal. And... It, you know, I, I hear it. Allegedly. That Sunderland, the Sunderland game. Yeah, no money can see me. The Sunderland game scored a great goal, played brilliantly for an hour, like fell in a hole after that. A, bit, a big part of the reason that Paddy McNair, who's never scored a goal before, yeah. scored two that night and we lost is because after an hour, Sandro was dead, you know, and McNair ran past But Holloway won't care about things like his, his appearance for you. He'll just get him on the pitch exactly. to try and get someone And to it get is him. an obvious thing for a new manager to do. Like, we've got this amazing Brazilian international sitting there. Let's give him a go. In six weeks' time, Holloway will realise why. No, I, I mean, but I, I mean, I do think it's good that he's he's wiped the slate clean, and and, and yeah, know, ev- everybody everybody's getting a chance. And, and to be fair, I think Sandro, I don't think he's a player that will just sit idly by and, and not make an effort at all. I mean, there was one he sort of made one long busting run to win a ball he had no right to win. And admittedly, within five minutes of him coming on, he which he probably yeah. couldn't have done within twenty minutes of him coming on. But I do think, yeah, we went to. The, I, I think people were talking about. The substitution with Luongo, and, and I think, but I know it was uh, Shadipo that came on for him. But that that was when we seemed to lose our shape. Yeah, it was uh, rather than Sandro. Fundamental point: we can't afford yeah. it. But uh, if we can find anybody to take him in January, we should. Going back to the Shadipo point, I think the thing is that Ian just you know don't forget he doesn't know these players. This is his first week in, and perhaps he just wanted to take the pressure off some of the lads. Yeah. I thought I'll, we'll do this and stretch him, and he'll learn from that. And to be fair, if he came on and scored a goal, we'd say it was a substitution. It was genius. I mean, you know. Luongo is much more important than I think anybody gives credit to. He's a much better player than people realise. I think so. Do you, I mean, one thing I was going to say, we're going to the arse end in a minute, but there's Ollie, on Oli, sort of, you know, and the Chief said in his programme notes, um, he said, you know, he wants to win, whether that's 1 0 or 10 9, you know, it's, he wants to win at all costs. Do you think, though, when we're 2 0 up against 10 men, we should have taken the foot off the gas a little bit and, and maybe brought someone in to shore things up rather than keep going for it? No. <laughs> Okay. Well, I've been but no, I've been bored all season. Yeah. No, I just no. It's just. Um, it's let's just no go right for it. Let's, let's just yeah. let's just go for it's it. A, it's an, it's, Although it's, I could have done without Silla's pass. <laughs> Silla's yeah. ball. Oh, that was a ter- <laughs> terrible. Ball. I was like, come and run Sorry. towards me in the corner. Okay, That's fine. After, after, oh no, I'm going to yeah. hammer a ball Give back into midfield. In, in, okay. Okay. After they scored, then should we have? You know, no, maybe, no, no. You, you think it's gung ho all the way? Yeah. Okay. It's Why boring. the hell not? It's not I've been bored it's for it, so but long. But it's, it's sensible. It was when Shadipo got the ball instead of you know with five minutes to go. Take it, you know, run down yeah, the clock. Take yeah. it to the corner. Don't don't try and you know put a cross in and give the ball away when you don't when there's only one player in the box. Did mm. anyone think we're going to blow it? Yeah, oh yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Keep your Chris. How ridiculous. Well, this is, I said this it could have been. It could have been. Did, two, did, did, it could have been two-two. Just I, before I was, on, I was hanging on for the draw. 
Yeah. I was like, you know, <laughs> Yeah, and, and they the, were and the they bloke were in always. front of me when we were cruising. Like, I mean, it, you know, just everything was so perfect. But two yeah. like we were cruising till victory, and I just said, "Listen, this is QPR. You know, I know it's ridiculous. We're down to ten men. We're, we're all over them." But, but they, they were always going to get a, a foothold in the game at some point, whether yeah. it be for five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, where they were going to dominate some of the possession because that just you know, it happens. You can't you can't have ninety minutes of you know of the ball. I just think the club have a duty, and I'm going to be deadly serious here. When they feel that they've done a mistake in the substitution, they should play the Benny Hill minute music for 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. um, and then it just helps. Okay. You know? And also, Emily made a great point on the podcast of the week. You know, the, the blind tune th- theme has got to be played when Silla's around. I think that'd be brilliant. You know, if, if he <laughs> blind scores, yeah, yeah. it comes on the pitch. Do, do, yeah. do, do. You know, anyway, that's just my stupidness for the day. I'm over now. Well, I, I think we should have... Now, we, Man United always have, you know, bring out the Cantona song for, for Christmas. I think we should have um, Here It Is, Cherry Christmas, right through December. Uh, have you been looking at that all day? No, I haven't. I just yeah. suddenly thought of it. No, you've been it's not written down on my He's on his notes. It's not. It's not. <laughs> How did we get not. a song for Washington? We need a decent song well, for Washington. Did, I did hear his name being sung. I mean, it was... They tried two yeah. different songs out for Washington and reverted back to the old one. Oh, um, okay. So, yeah, and they, they, they definitely, well, that's a work in mm. progress. But yeah. here it is, Cherry Christmas for December. I reckon that could, be, that could catch up. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, all right. Anyway, we're at the R's end. So um, I, I'll start because I'm just going to get this out of the way. As some of you may know, we went up to Old Trafford, we being the podcast, uh, on Thursday for the Football Blogging Awards. Paul is laughing. We've got a great record there, to be fair. Yeah. Which you, yeah. you guys carried on handsomely. Before, before he starts, <laughs> can I just say, it is an experience to share a room with this man, is all I'm saying. I've never. Well, it was, likewise. Yeah. It, no, okay, well, it was like freaking sleep with Trumpton oh, come assuming. on anyway carry on how, how did we decide who roomed with who it was me Mendes and him that's absolutely um, rubbish because top bunk right well, not, you know, we, we'll have this outside anyway but no I mean <laughs> as, as, you, as you said in the morning you weren't sure who was making any noises and in fact it could well have been you hearing your own noises in your I sleep. spoke to Mendes and he confirmed that most of the, the, the bottom noises were coming from no, you oh get out of it <laughs> Amazing. Are you saying that Finney's like like the dog that wakes himself up with his own farts? Yeah, oh, Christ. <laughs> when I wake up, I say, I'm, I'm good. Well, well, basically, when Finney was up, uh, it wasn't a case of, well, I'll just um, I'll just, just pad around the room gently. It was, right, aim up. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good impression. Yeah. And, and, and that was it. And, and I do refute the other allegations, by the way. Um, yeah, it was basically me and Chris Mendes in one bed and Finney in the bunk bed above us. It was quite hilarious. Thank God we didn't have a... Yeah. Um, clarification? On the, you and Mendes? Is it, oh, it's like podcast romance? Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, suffice, like to say, suffice to say, we didn't win and we couldn't see any of the ceremony because we were as far at the back as Did we Did you get the been. impression? Like, we kind of, we, you've got to pitch this scene here. Me, me, three of us got up there on the train, went to the Weatherspoons, as you do, um, got in and we were so far back I swore it said, welcome to Main Road, yeah. uh, which is now obviously not being used. But it, 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 we couldn't have been any further, could we? No. But what about... It's the third time Paul's... What did you get the impression yeah. you hadn't but won what the highlights from your table saying? One of the highlights for me with the evening was the, the compo used to Seawood when the guy got up and sang, you'll never walk along Old Trafford, which was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, there was some X Factor outcast. Richie. Richie? Oh, something? I don't know. I don't know. So, anyway, carry on with your, your bars end. No, that, that was it, really. Um, but, I mean, the, on the plus side, at least we weren't beaten by Chelsea. They didn't win it. Apparently, they were very disgruntled. That they didn't, they had a hissy fit, They'd won they? it for the last two years. And they had a major hissy fit, apparently. Anyone that was near them, had, they had a major hissy fit. They well didn't done win. for getting nominated yeah, in the first exactly. place. Yeah, exactly. Right, and we didn't get beaten by four of you on a Monday night. Like, come on. Yeah. And I would say that, to be fair, and I will say this, there were some bizarre speeches. There was a guy from Sheffield FC, which he ranted on for 20 minutes. I have no idea what he was talking about, but well done, you, and getting your rewards. Sheffield <laughs> FC, he was, he was but, but nobody was interested. They were either too drunk or, or, or too far back like we were to take yeah, any notice. The, the compar calling someone the seaward is probably the highlight of any Well, why? Yeah. Sorry. Okay, well, that's mine. Uh, who wants to go next? Paul, have you got three or four as usual? Or? No, I'll let Clive okay. and, and Johnny go first. I'm, I'm nice like that. Go on. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna talk about Rob Green, but I mentioned it earlier. <laughs> that was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, that was funny, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's got so, so much in his repertoire. That guy. That guy's like, it's, is it a kicking error? Is it a catching error? He oh, apolo- apologised on Twitter as well, didn't he? Yeah, he said he didn't want to carry the ball into the back of the net. Well, no, but other options are available. Yeah. You know, punch, mm-hmm. parry, that sort of thing. Amazing. So, so, tr- so if you haven't seen it, see it immediately. But the trouble is, well, as soon as you saw that, that ball coming in, you knew he was going to freak up. I did. Oh, no, yeah, it. we were sitting in the living room going, here we go. <laughs> He'd already kicked his first three goal kicks into the main stand. Like, it was obviously one of his days. He doesn't like the television camera. So I was going to do that, but I thought it was a bit mean. Uh, I know... Th- 
I was going to mention Sean Walsh, friend of the show. Oh, yes. Yeah, Not sure. to get all Steve sort of right on you, um, but insisted on going to Saturday's game to see Holloway's sort of come back and had a lovely old time. Problem was his Saturday night gig, because he's doing a tour at the moment, was in Hull. Mm. So had to get from Loftus Road at 5 o'clock to Hull for 8 o'clock and broke his ankle on the way did the show in a wheelchair and spent the night in A&E in How Hull. did he break it? Because I saw his Twitter post and he said his foot had swelled up but I missed the bit where he actually broke it. No, well, he he doesn't really presumably. know how he did it but right. running for the train presumably. Christ. How did the hell did you get from Shepherdsbridge to Hull in three hours? Can't be done. So I'm sure. ama- absolutely amazed he did it. On wheels. Yeah. So did he call this show to Hull and back? Oh. Definitely should have done but he's cancelled yeah. his Swindon gig so bad luck Swindon. I don't blame him. It's a lot I, of roundabouts. My actual hours end, sorry, I've done a Finney and done yeah. two and then three. So Finney, you can you, only have you, four now. You've done a Finney, that's pretty Do we like Ray Wilkins? Ooh. And I asked ask this because he came. He obviously came out at halftime at Brentford. I love Ray Wilkins. I think he was a, a really terrific mm. player for us. He played for us more than any of his other teams. Yep, that's true. All that stuff about him only passing it sideways <laughs> bollocks as far as I'm concerned. Yep. He had a bad time as manager, but he did sell, he had to sell Les Ferdinand. There was a lot lot going on behind the scenes. Haitley was his fault, I think. Zelik was a good signing. He was the only Australian that never settled in West London. Anyway, there was a few. Yeah. And he's been all sort of Chelsea since. But I still sort of think of him quite fondly. But I noticed when the club said Wilkins is coming back for half-time at Brentford, there was loads of sort of... Not that Chelsea to that. Do we like Ray Wilkins? I I like Ray Wilkins, yeah. How you judge a man is... When Macca died, he went over to Belfast um, with Les and other people and turned up. So Gallon has nothing but good words to say about him. Yeah. And he was managed by him during the bad spell and he played with him yeah. as well. Do we, so, do he's, he's, he's the ultimate, ultimate um, decent human being who's going through a bit of a hard time and let's hope he gets through it. Yeah, right no, problem, no problem at all for me. I'm Johnny? Done. I'm done. Night. Um, very quick, nothing uh, too groundbreaking. Um, for firstly, thanks for having me on. Uh, Absolute again. pleasure. Um, and secondly, just hope that, you know, Ollie and, um, you know, Birch make a success of their you know, new appointments. I have to say, I think when the names were touted around and I've already said that, I've, you know, we've already said it's a, a good appointment for where we are at this moment in time. I think when it first came out, um, you know, I'm not sure it's always good for people to go back a second time. Um, but I think we need him and his personality and what he brings, you know, right now. And I just hope it sort of you know, works out. Yeah. Absolutely. Paul. You right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> right. No, nothing else about me, is it? Or no, no, Chris right. Mendes or anybody N- else? No. Nigel Pearson went back a second time at Leicester, got them into the Premier League and they won it. So. Yeah. Right, exactly. Without him. That's still Pearson. Anyway, um, my eyes end is basically what Clive said earlier on. Please, please, please. Let me get without, not with somebody else. Um, get, get, behi- <laughs> get behind Ian. Get behind Mark. It's... May not be the journey many think or want sometimes, but it's a journey we've got to stick with because, by God, we've had so much negativity. Please stick with these two. Help them through it. Don't be difficult. Not that you ever are. And show the world what great supporters we really are. And we are great fans. I will defend our fans all day long because our fans are bloody brilliant. And um, as a kid that came over here as a very young lad and was taken to away games by complete strangers... Somewhere yeah. else, um, and and taken to away games. I've got a bingo card to fill in here. Yeah, Come yeah, on, right. <laughs> and, and I couldn't spell either. The swearing one went inside <laughs> thirty seconds. But the thing is, but this is true. I mean, we talked about the things earlier on about Facebook and Twitter. But as a kid, when I first came over here and was shy, believe it or not, and couldn't really talk to people because no one ever understood a word I said, people would take me up and down the country, drop me off, do loads of things like take you to games, give you programs, look after you, help you with find friends in the area. I've met all my friends through QPR. We are a fantastic fan base, and I will not have a word said against our fans. We just need to wise up sometimes. Thank you, Paul. Okay, right. And, and by the no, way... No, here we go. One last thing. Oh, it, no, one I'm last thing. going to play the Hovis advert music at that point. Is it? You're the bloody northerner. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Now you've gone London-centric. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And one last thing about the awards ceremony, which, you know, which was nice. Um <laughs> Chris Charles goes for an evening oh, meal with a, oh. <laughs> with a chicken pasta in his pocket. <laughs> is that in case the food? Is that in case the food was bad? He went to a petrol station and got a chicken pasta. Right. Okay. Let, let, let it be. You know. Hang on. I've got to. Defer- we all so went. Said, don't meal. 
No fair point. Like some Hang of those on. sit down no, meals we, can we, be bad. No, that's <laughs> absolutely. We, we went to the petrol station because we were all hungry before the meal because the meal was going to be at half eight. You got yourself some uh, gluten free something or other. Me and Chris got Rice. a couple of passes each. I bought two passes, didn't eat one, so it was still in my pocket. So yeah, having been to enough. some bad sit down sort of set menu well, things, I make it, I make you right. Take a pass. I, I really, I, I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite with you. I it just happened to still be in the pocket, and I didn't eat the second. And one. the other funny thing about the woods, which I have to say, is that we had 50 people following us around at one stage. We didn't know where we were going. Like spot that who's going to follow a bunch of championship fans around Old Trafford. <laughs> Quite yeah. a lot of people, apparently. If you two are going to have a fight about this afterwards, we could Facebook Live that. It's you were a great roommate, Chris, and thank you for being so considered. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> thank you yeah, for everything yeah. you've done for the podcast. Yeah. And, and um, by God, we smelled the chicken pasta afterwards. Carry on. <laughs> anyway, right, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this afterwards. So thanks for slandering my good name. You're welcome, Jason. Um, right, so, okay, so that's the end of the podcast. Any predictions for next week, Paul, apart from are you going to get out of here alive? <laughs> Stay off the chicken pie, son. Yeah. Um, and you snore like mad as well. Um, predictions. Jesus. Have, Do you know, there's so much I could have said about you, but I, I'm, I'm not going to say it because I'm not like that. But anyway, and carry we've on. we run out of time. Yeah. You're, you're regretting it. I yeah, think, yeah. I think we're welcome to Ollie Town and we're going to have a great ride and we're going to win the next four games. Are we going to beat What's the score for Ipswich? 3-0 Rangers. Clive? Uh, talk to me again at the end of the week because they might sack McCarthy in the meantime, but we're going we're gonna to beat Ipswich, okay. I think. Ooh, um Forever the pessimist, I think we'll draw. Okay, I'm going to say I'll one. take it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say we're going to win one 0 Okay, that's it. Next week is unbelievably the 200th episode of Open Arms. It's neither. Pardon? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I said it's never not neither. Oh my days. Are Carry you, on, Chris. Okay. It's not really. It's not really, is it? You've know. been a real help tonight, Paul. So uh, yeah. <laughs> You bring the pie, Bob, and I'll bring the gluten-free sausage rolls. You never know, we might even have a trick or two up our sleeves. So join us next week. UPR! UPR!